you are listening to Pharmacy IT and Me, your informatics pharmacist podcast. Hey everyone, this is Tony Dow and welcome to another episode of Pharmacy IT and Me. And as with every episode, we started this one saying that the intended audience are probably newcomers to pharmacy informatics. So we last time talked about some different interoperabilities. Actually, last time we talked about syntactic interoperability. So I'm going to back up a little bit and talk about just in general what interoperability is. So that's pretty much uh, successful transactions between different systems, different disparate systems, things like that, uh, where there's like multiple layers of communication where they understand each other. So there's actually three primary ones. And we did talk about uh, syntactic interoperability already. There's also semantic interoperability and also foundational interoperability. So I wanted to go back and kind of just talk about what foundational interoperability is. And foundational interoperability is basically laying out the foundation. This is the simple part. This is like when data is transferred from one system to another, and it does not require the receiving system to have the ability to interpret the data. Just the ability for it to transfer. So the way that it works is that these disparate health systems, they have to exchange information and follow like a set of rules or a set of protocols. So for example, like a system that would transfer something through a transmission control protocol or the internet, they go through this whole protocol that is defined by TCP IP, which actually stands for Transmission Control Protocol slash Internet Protocol. So this is actually one of the most common uh, protocols out there. It's part of the Internet Protocol Suite. It's actually the same thing. And this is uh, how the Internet communicates. This is how the Internet transfers information. They follow the set of standards and set of protocols to transfer information across. So this is a type of foundational interoperability. Uh, another example of this would be something like HTTP, which is Hypertext Transfer Protocol. And again, this is actually used a lot for internet and applications. And you probably are aware of this. This is actually the foundation of all that data communication that you see on the World Wide Web, uh, where the hypertext documents include things like hyperlinks or links to other resources that people can just click on and easily access and use a mouse or you use the keyboard to navigate. So systems that are communicating through the internet through a hyperlink uh, protocol or hypertext transfer protocol, their ability to even just transfer that data that follows the HTTP is actually a type of foundational interoperability. And another example are two things uh, in web services. One is called SOAP, S-O-A-P, and that stands for Simple Object Access Protocol. And that's just, you know, one of those other protocols. This one's specifically for messaging. So it's exchanging structured information through the implementation of web services in different types of computer networks. And the purpose of SOAP is for extensibility, uh, neutrality, verbosity, and independence. And it also uses XML, which we kind of talked about last time, which is a structured way of uh, setting up information. And um, another one that I was going to go to over is the representational state transfer, which is another type of web service. And that's uh, abbreviated as REST. Uh, so that's a software architecture. And it defines like different constraints for when you're creating web services. And again, these are just some examples of what it means to be uh, foundationally interoperable. And foundational interoperability is necessary for data exchange, but these requirements can actually be fulfilled really easily in relation to, you know, syntactic and semantic interoperability. So those other ones, the syntactic and the semantic interoperability are a lot more difficult to actually meet because they have more complications with them. Whereas foundational is just all about the data exchange. So as long as you're following the basic rules 
through these protocols, then you're good to go and you can transfer the data out. And I guess just to give a specific example of how a foundational interoperable system works that doesn't have any semantic or syntactic interoperability is let's say you have a radiology document, right? So you go to the doctor's office and you get an order for an x-ray. Then you go to the radiology office, you do your x-ray, and then the radiology office doesn't really have something to uh, send the results back electronically in a proper way that's codified. So they only actually send over a static image or static report. So they send that information over back to your primary care, but your primary care's system is not set up to be able to process that information. So all it does is that it receives that static information and stores that document within the system, and then the provider will have to read it and interpret it themselves. So there's no other system processing involved. And that's because that's only operating on a foundational interoperability level where the radiology system is able to send it over to the provider. So what's happening here is that both systems, even though they can communicate with each other, the systems are not set up in a way that's standardized with a structure. So they can send information, but they can't process it. So what's happening here is that there is foundational interoperability, but there is no semantic or syntactic interoperability. So therefore, it's kind of like a one-way system for that uh, information that's being transferred. So I hope you learned something today about foundational interoperability and how it differs from semantic and syntactic. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll go over a little bit more detail on the semantic interoperability in the future, since we already did a syntactic episode and now we did a foundational episode. All right. If you like our show, please share with your friends or you can help us out by writing a review on Apple Podcasts or any of your other favorite podcasting services. You can also check us out on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn, and you can also reach out to me at Tony at PharmacyITME.com. If you want to network, you can check out the Pharmacist Slack group at PharmacistConnect.com, which is P-H-A-R-M-A-C-I-S-T-S-C-O-N-N-E-C-T.com. There's different topic channels, including informatics, and I've met some great colleagues on there, and I look forward to connecting with you as well. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of Pharmacy IT and Me. And remember, technology is a tool, Patient care is the goal.